didn't wait a moment to think about it, right? He said, no, the moment man fell into sin, he promised to send us his son. And really our hearts should come a huge thought of thanksgiving, right, to God for all the things that he's done for us, all that he's given us and continues to give us. You all know the, the parable of the ten lepers in the gospel, when Jesus there were ten lepers who came to him to be healed and he told them to go see the priest. They were on their way and they were all healed. And one of them came back to thank Jesus. And when Jesus saw this one man who was thankful, I'm sure his heart was overjoyed to see this one man who prostrated himself before him. But then he said, where are the other nine? Did they not also be healed? Did they not also receive this huge gift from God? Where are the other nine? So let us not be like those nine lepers, but like that one that went back to God to thank him. Especially these days that we contemplate and we see how Christ died for us, he saved us from our sins. We should come back now today and thank him for this gift of salvation. When Jesus gives us graces and gifts, he always gives them to us in abundance. We see in the gospel during the, for example, the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes, he gave them abundance. He gave them all they needed to eat and extra. They filled 12 baskets of leftovers. In the wedding at Cana, our Lady asked him, or he said, she said to him, they have no wine, asking him to do this miracle of changing, of, of giving them wine. And Jesus did it. But he didn't just do some. He made more than enough, much more than they needed. In the Bible it says, I don't remember how much it says, but it's an amount that is an incredible amount of the best wine, not just any wine, the best wine and in abundance. And this, what Christ shows us, that he does everything in abundance, comes from his love for us and is that just pours out. He can't do anything just halfway or just a little bit. He does everything the best in abundance, and that comes from his love for us. Just as we see in the cross how they pierce his his side with a lance and the abundance of water and blood gushed forth. And that is a sign that water and blood, that blood and water is a sign of all the graces that he wants to give us 
from his sign of the cross. In the chapel we sisters have back at home in Jacksonville, there's a painting, some of you might have remembered it. There's a painting of Jesus crucified when he's already had died on the cross and they had pierced his side with the lance. And from his side, the blood and water is gushing forth. But the curious thing about this picture is you look at it, and the, there are angels. Well, first of all, there are angels incensing Jesus, incensing his body to, to show that it is sacred. And there are other two angels that have little bowls, I guess you could call it, that are collecting the blood of Jesus that falls from his, the nails in his hands. They're collecting the blood that falls from his hands. But then the blood and water that gushes from his side falls to the ground. No one is collecting that blood and water. And when we bring the children to our chapel, they always ask, they say, why, is there, why are there angels catching the blood of Jesus from his hands, but no one's catching the blood of Jesus from his side. They're very observant. And there's a reason behind this. It's not just because the painter forgot to put that detail in. That shows us that the angels that are collecting the water, the blood from his hands, resembles, represents all the souls that take on, accept his salvation. They accept what God has wanted to give them by the cross. They accept the graces, they accept the sacraments, they go to confession, they receive the Eucharist with lots of love, they go to prayer, they go to Mass, they live a virtuous life, they accept the salvation that God hands to them. And the ones who do not accept this are the ones who do not collect the blood that falls from his side. And that is why it falls to the ground and in a sense it is wasted. The grace that God gives us is never wasted. It's all used for something. But those souls don't receive that grace. Because God, with Jesus with his, with his cross, he has saved the world. He has saved everyone. But if we don't accept that grace, if we don't go up and receive that grace, then it can't come to us. He has given us free will. It's like if you, you have a sickness and you refuse to go to the doctor, what can he do for you? If you don't go to him, you don't tell him your problems, what is he going to do for you? He could make you better, he could give you medicine, he could give you treatment, but if you don't want that, if you don't accept that, then he can't do much about it. Well, the same thing with the grace that God gives us. If we don't go up to him, 
and we don't want to accept to receive what he's given us, then he, he can't come to our lives, he can't come into our souls. So it's so important to be open to receive these graces. Going back at looking at the wedding at Cana, when Jesus gave the best wine and in abundance, now we look at the cross and we heard yesterday the seven words of Jesus and one of those words he said, I thirst, I thirst. And I heard somewhere that, of course, Jesus is asking us for our love, right? He's thirsting not just for water. He's thirsting for our love. And what did we give him? Instead of the best wine that he gave us, we gave him vinegar. Vinegar and gall drink. And so many times, Instead of giving him the best, just like he gave us the best of ourselves, instead of giving him our whole hearts, our whole everything he asks us, we give him just a little bit, just a part of it. And something that's, that's sour, that's not good. In return for all that he has given us. So I want to go back a little bit into this thought of giving thanks to God today, this gratitude. And I wanted to give a couple uh, Bible verses so that you can give a Bible, you can look them up later if you'd like to. They're very short. I'll read them now. And this can help us to realize In the, in the gospel, in the Bible, in the Psalms, the importance of giving thanks. In 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Underline that, all circumstances. We have to give Him thanks always, no matter what.
Ephesians 5.20 Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 6-7 Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to leave a few moments for personal prayer and meditation. Like I said, look at the cross. Look at the image of our lady with Jesus in her arms. And ask him to teach you. Ask the Holy Spirit. To teach you what he wants today about the love of God. <clears throat> 